More often had he not spent his days at his office near the estuary. But in practice, her mother was in total control of her daughter's well-being, which encompassed the type of book she should read, the food she should eat, her religious instruction, her piano lessons, and her health, which meant not going out if the weather was wet or cold in case of catching a chill, or if it was too hot in case of becoming overheated. All of these things Mrs. van der Groen had been taught by her own mother, and so must be right and proper. Her father was much more lenient. Marguerite knew that the daughters of her mother's friends rarely saw their fathers, and when they did it was only when they came downstairs in their dressing gowns before bedtime and put their clean and shiny little faces to receive a peck on the cheek. They were certainly not read to by their papas as Marguerite was. Whenever he was at home, her father would sit in an easy chair by her bed and read her a story he had loved when he was a child. He had once quite memorably sat beside her on the bed, and she had snuggled beneath his arm to follow the words in one of her favourite books, and both had fallen asleep halfway through it. When Florrie had come up to tuck Marguerite in, she had had to shake his arm gently and tell him that the supper bell had been rung. This evening he arrived home early, but not early enough for Marguerite to join them for supper. That would have been a rare treat indeed, and not an indulgence she expected. Her mother considered that her father spoiled her, and her behaviour today, running down the stairs to greet him, had been quite reprehensible, despite Frederick's pleasure at receiving, as he called it, such a joyous welcome home. Frederick didn't understand, Rosamond thought. When Miss Ripley had taught her pupil to the best of her ability, she would leave, and it would become Rosamond's task to teach their daughter to be an obedient, well-mannered young woman who knew her place in society. Rosamond alone must teach her the important things in life, such as running a household in preparation for when she married and had her own establishment. She must teach her to respond intelligently to conversation, but not to give an opinion, lest she be thought forward, a failing which would reflect back upon her mother and not on her indulgent father. Rosamond's friends constantly reminded her of how lucky she was to have such a tolerant husband, to be married to a man who didn't spend every night at home. She could be invited out to dine or to make up a card party whilst he was away, knowing that Frederick wouldn't object, as some husbands might. But what they didn't understand was that Frederick expected her to be interested in what he was doing, and even worse, to discuss business or current affairs with him when she had no interest in either. When Marguerite came downstairs to say good night, her father beamed at her. Tomorrow I am taking a day's holiday, he announced, turning to his wife. I thought we could take a walk about town and see what's happening. Buildings being pulled down and others going up. Marguerite can see the ships in the dock, and then perhaps we could walk down to the corporation pier and look at the Humber. Marguerite's face lit up, but Rosamond's lips turned down. It's very breezy down there, she said. We might catch a chill. Nonsense, Frederick said briskly. You can take a warm shawl and the weather is fine. It will do us good to walk. It will blow the cobwebs away. I wish we could go for a ride on the ferry, Marguerite said. Could we, Papa? 
Frederick glanced at Rosamond. Well, perhaps another day. Mama doesn't like going on the water. You know that she has never been to my country, or even to Lincolnshire. Poor Mama, Margaret said. I'm so sorry that I can't, Frederick, Rosamond murmured, and I regret only meeting your parents on our wedding day. Yes, he lowered his eyes. It was remiss of him, too, not to have taken Marguerite to his homeland before his father died a year ago. His parents had never met their granddaughter, but he hoped that when his mother was out of mourning, perhaps she would come back with him after one of his visits. Come, give Mamma a kiss good night. Rosamond held out her hand to Marguerite. Sleep well. Good night, Mamma, Marguerite said dutifully and offered her cheek, glancing at her father.